Thank you, Lord. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. <laughs> Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. He was. Father, tonight, thank you for what you've already spoken. We believe you to keep speaking, make clear to us why the Holy Ghost would talk about Jesus Christ being the son of David and being the son of Abraham. Why he would take the time to tell us this seemingly obvious thing. Speak to us deep to deep, we pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Lord. Tonight, Jesus Christ, the son of Abraham. Jesus Christ, the son of Abraham. Hallelujah. How many of you know about Abraham? Not enough of you. How many of you know, know, know about Abraham? Glory to God. You, if you don't know about Abraham, you need to learn about Abraham. In fact, Romans 4.16, I asked them to get on the screen for us, please. Romans 4.16, I want you to see something, please. Glory to God. It says, therefore, it is of faith, this it being uh, our inheritance and the promise, it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only though to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. He's the father of us all. So if you don't know about Abraham, I, I think you need to know about Abraham. Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Well, if he's the son of Abraham, he says also here he's the, Jesus, uh, that Abraham is the father of us all. So we can learn from Jesus and learn from Abraham what our lives are supposed to look like. And so just, just to just, to just $50,000 <laughs> is not even on Abraham's level. Oh, y'all not hearing me. Fifty thousand would have been pocket change to Abraham, and it was pocket change to Jesus. So when I say something like "believe God for fifty thousand dollars above your salary," and you go, "I can't fathom that," you have not a clue about your father Abraham and the heritage that belongs to us. He's the father of us all. I want to give you this word here, heritage. The definition of the word heritage because if we're going to move forward with God, we need to know our spiritual heritage. You know, when you, when you find out about where you're from, I talked about it on Sunday, it's, it, it gives you an identity and a sense of belonging. One, who you belong to, two, where you belong, and three, what belongs to you. I'll start over. One, 
who you belong to, two, where you belong, and three, what belongs to you. That's why people want to know their heritage. They want to know who are my people. And when you find out about your heritage, you find out who you belong to. You find out where you belong, and you find out then what belongs to you. This word heritage, watch this. It means, this is from the dictionary here, it's property that descends to an heir. It's something that's transmitted by or acquired from a predecessor. It's, it's legacy, it's inheritance, it's tradition. It's something that's passed, or something that's possessed rather, as a result of one's natural situation or birth. In other words, your birthright. So every one of us needs to know what is our birthright. We need to know what is our inheritance because the truth of the matter is we leave, that most of us are living, in fact, I, I can say this, so far all of us are living well beneath what is our birthright. Yes, sir. Glory to God. There's a scripture in Isaiah 54 verse 17. Y'all know this very well. No weapon formed against him shall prosper. Y'all know that? I want to look at that same verse in the Amplified Bible, please. Isaiah 54, verse 17. I want you to see something here. I'm talking about heritage. It says, but no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that, sh that shall arise against you in judgment, you shall show to be in the wrong. Watch this. This peace, righteousness, security, triumph over opposition is the heritage of the service of the Lord. Those in whom the ideal servant of the Lord, Jesus Christ, is reproduced. Now, you see that there are four things that it says are part of our heritage. Peace, that's total prosperity. Righteousness is our heritage. We receive, according to Romans 5.17, the gift of righteousness. It's our heritage. Security in every way. That's safety. That's security in finances, security in your body in every way. And then triumph over opposition. Victory. It says it's our heritage. Oh, I don't know if y'all catching this. These things aren't something that you have to beg for, something that, that, that you have to hope you can one day have. It says it's our heritage. It's, it's our tradition. It's, it's, it's our legacy. It's our inheritance. So victory is your inheritance, it's your tradition. There, there, there are certain, certain teams, um, one, one, one very popular, uh, popular uh, just I'm throw this sport out here, uh, basketball team is uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. Some of y'all know about the Los Angeles Lakers. Back in, in, in my younger days, uh, when I was a teenager, uh, they had some a group called, they, we called them Showtime. Uh, Magic Johnson, uh, James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, you had, who, who else you Byron Scott was on there, uh, uh, A.C. Green, that's right. Michael Cooper with, a, with the long socks. All these guys, we called them Showtime. And they had a, a winning tradition. That team, that organization, even back when they were in Minneapolis, they used to, they used to be called the Minneapolis Lakers. 
they built a winning, the, the organization has a winning tradition. It's, 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 in other words, it's part of their heritage to be winners. So it, it, was, it, was, it was a struggle for them for a long time when they weren't winning any championships. They weren't just out winning games. They're looking to win championships. So they, they, they felt this, this, this resurrection when Kobe Bryant showed up and Shaquille O'Neal showed up. And those guys, uh, Kobe Bryant ended up winning five championships. They, 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 you know, they weren't shocked by it because it was part of their heritage, their tradition. And then when Kobe, you know, th those latter years, that fell off now, they're excited again because they're hoping that this guy, uh, James, or uh, LeBron James, can bring them back into their winning tradition. See, for, for other organizations to not go to the playoffs is not a big deal because they're already not used to it. But when you're used to, when you're used to winning, anything less than winning is unacceptable. So uh, if a coach comes in there and he doesn't have a winning season, he doesn't last long around there. You got to leave here because we're, we're used to winning. And God needs us to, as part of our heritage, heritage to get used to winning. And the problem is we, we've been so used to losing that we made losing acceptable. And God is saying that's not your heritage. Being broke is not your heritage. Being sick all the time is not your heritage. You're living someone else's heritage. That's unacceptable. Winning is my heritage. In the kingdom, there's a winning tradition. The problem is, we in the body of Christ have not recognized and embraced our spiritual heritage. We've embraced our natural heritages and not embraced our spiritual heritage. So for us, because of that, because grandma was pole, and because great-grandma died at 42, then we make, well, that's part of our heritage. <laughs> Glory to God. But that's not how it works, ladies and gentlemen. Winning is my heritage. Being victorious is my heritage. Being wealthy is my heritage. Mm, I can tell by the smoke coming out your ears that... It's hard. It's hard. Glory to God. Romans 8.17 in the Passion Translation, Romans 8.17. I want to read this in the Passion Translation. It says, and since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. Wow. 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 Somebody say, I'm qualified. I'm qualified. Say, we qualify to share all his treasures. His, his God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So we are qualified because we're his children to share all his treasures. For indeed we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I need you to feel my heart and hear my heart. I am here to shake you up. I'm here, and I know it might be disturbing. It might, it might seem harsh. I might seem like, you know, I'm just a little tough on you, a little rough on you, but uh, it's, 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 it's just because you need some roughness 
you don't, we, don't, we don't need patty cake, velvety rope stuff because, because when we do that, we're leaving our inheritances behind. Glory to God. I hope y'all can deal with me tonight. Now let's get right to it because we're, we're, we're behind time here. Let's, let's look at Matthew, Matthew 1. Matthew 1. And we, we read this Sunday, right? Y'all were here Sunday? And we saw, I told you how in Luke, Luke traced Jesus' genealogy all the way back to from son of Adam to the son of God. But Matthew, being a Jew, only traced his Jewish heritage, right? And so Matthew traced his heritage all the way back to Abraham, and then he, he linked him to two key ancestors. In verse 1, he calls him the son of David, the son of Abraham. So he links Jesus Christ to two people, David and Abraham. And he makes these connections part of Jesus's, if you allow, title, his moniker. So he was calling him, Jesus Christ, the son of David. The son of Abraham. You understand that? It's, it's like I thought about, uh, we have a guy here in modern uh, entertainment called Cedric the Entertainer. That's, that's, he made that part of his name. He's an entertainer, but he, they, that, that's his name. You all remember this guy? Some of the kids might, might know a guy, a cartoon character named Bob the Builder. What does Bob do? He builds. But that, they made that his name, Bob the Builder. Matthew calls him Jesus Christ, the son of David. Jesus Christ, the son of Abraham. So when you, if you were to study David and study Abraham, it tells you something about Jesus. Right? Entertainer tells you something about Cedric. Builder tells you something about Bob. David and Abraham tell you something about Jesus. And therefore, me. Come on now. So we talked about on Sunday how, you know, uh, the Holy Ghost took time to walk through, uh, showed us this genealogy. Then he goes right in the, in the verse 6 where, you know, it's, it's talking, about, talking about David, but it, it mentions him as David, not David, a giant killer, not David. You know, the sweet psalmist of Israel calls, calls him David the king. So we know then from verse 1 that this is Jesus Christ, the son of David, the king. You got it? Okay, now, so then... When, when we see that, again, we're seeing Jesus Christ, uh, something about his life. I told you throughout Jesus' life, you read this in Matthew and Mark and Luke, where the Bible calls Jesus Christ the son of David over and over and over again. This, Jesus Christ, Jesus the son of David. And so when it came time, he's going there in his triumphal entry, and they're crowning him. They're, they're you know, declaring him king and so forth. And the Pharisees tell him, hey, tell the people to shut up. So they said, tell, they said Jesus, rebuke your disciples. He said, I can't do that. In other words, I'm not going to deny my royalty. I'm not going to deny my heritage. And the problem for us is that we've been denying our heritage. We've been denying our royalty, either, either that or we've not known it. Although we read it. Although we see it clearly, we've, we deny it and we don't embrace it. But Jesus Christ fully embraced his royalty. Come on now. Yes. All, the, all the 
Christmas uh, pictures yesterday show Jesus Christ born in a manger. In a lowly manger. Wrapped in swaddling clothes. Oh. And they tell a lie about because they couldn't afford a hotel. Couldn't afford a hotel. But what was the reason why he wasn't in a hotel? The Bible says there was no room. It was tax time. And at tax time, you couldn't use TurboTax and file online. You had to bring your taxes to the capital and pay them there. So at tax time, it was crowded. So there was no vacancy. So that's why he was born in a manger. Right? Now, that's not to say that his parents were wealthy because we know his parents were not wealthy because of the offering that Joseph and Mary went to bring. When they, they went to bring those turtle doves, turtle doves was a poor man's offering. Got it? So he was born poor in a manger in Bethlehem. Grew up in Nazareth in the hood. But remember, he was king. He knew that. He went, the Bible says, he, he, he discovered, he found himself in the scriptures. He found himself in the scriptures. So when he read about himself, he said, I ain't supposed to be living like this. Y'all okay, miss what I'm saying. He, he's, he's sitting in the hood, finding himself in the scriptures and saying, this ain't, that ain't, that ain't, this ain't, this ain't, no, wait a minute. See, that's what happens when you're, when you live in the hood. Can I talk to some hood folk? When you live in the hood, but you find yourself in the scriptures. All of a sudden, the hood starts feeling like, wait. Hold on, hold on. Come on now. Because what you find out about yourself doesn't match where you are. So when he grew up, he, when, when he grew up, he outgrew the hood. Because though he was born in Bethlehem in a manger and raised in the hood in Nazareth, he moved to the suburbs in Capernaum. Yeah. Y'all know Capernaum. Capernaum, which means seaside village of comfort. He moved to, to a waterfront mansion. So that every, every morning he got up to pray, the Bible says he just go out by the water and pray every morning. Well, how did that happen? He saw himself in the scriptures. And what, what's going to change in my life? Well, I got to see myself in the scriptures. I get in there and find out what he said about me. Not about my natural heritage where I, you know, my, I grew up in Laurel Park and I grew up in Jamestown and I live, you know, in Bethel Heights and everything. All That's great. That's great. That's, that's, it's, it's fine when you start. But, but that's not your heritage. See? See? So that's what happened with Jesus. And that's what happened with us. Y'all got it? So I need to accept and embrace my, my heritage. All right, now, back to Matthew 1, verse 1. 
So I'm royalty. I, I, I hope I drove that home enough on Sunday. I'm royalty. I'm royalty. I'm from a royal bloodline. I have a royal heritage. Glory to God. So that, that affects how I live, how I drive, how I, how I eat, how I dress, how I speak, how I carry myself. Well, I'm just hood, Pastor. You're just going to accept me. I'm hood. No. You're not. Hey, come on, sir. You're not. You don't have to keep talking like that. No, you don't have to keep talking like that. Well, that's just Ebonics. You don't, you don't have to keep talking like that. Glory to God. Tell your neighbor it's time to move to the suburbs. In your mind. I'm talking about in your mind. To move. I'm not talking about you go all of a sudden and go, go rent some apartment, go buy some house so you can't afford. I'm talking about in your mind. In your mind, child. In your mind. Yeah, don't go do something foolish. I'm talking about in your mind. Your mind has to go there first. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Prosper being healthy even as your soul prospers. Because you take your old ghetto mentality to the suburbs, you'll be sitting up on the car, you know, and the <laughs> have sheets hanging off windows in the suburbs. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. All right, now. Okay, y'all with me? Y'all come back now. So Matthew 1.1, 1, 1, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. The son of David, the son of Abraham. Everybody say heritage. Okay, now, I want to see this same verse, please, media in the contemporary English version, the CEV. I want you to see this. It says, Jesus Christ came from the family of King David and also from the family of Abraham. You see that? And also from the family of Abraham. Okay? This is a list of his ancestors. Give me that same verse, please, in the voice translation, the voice translation. Watch this in the voice translation. Hopefully they have that. I sent it to you. In the voice. It says, this is the family history, the genealogy of Jesus the anointed, the coming king. You will see in this history that Jesus is descended from King David and that he is also descended from Abraham. Okay, now, that's important because... The Holy Ghost is very careful in what he says, right? Very intentional. So he, he, he's, not, he's not insulting our intelligence 
by saying this the way he's saying it. Go back to the New King James. Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. He's not insulting your intelligence. He doesn't think you're stupid. Okay, what, what do you mean? Because if I say Jesus Christ, the son of David, the way bloodlines works, wouldn't it make sense that he's the son of Abraham? Okay, follow with me now. Come on now. Come on, we've all been through third grade. It, wouldn't it make sense if he's the son of David, he's the son of Abraham? Abraham was before. If you follow the genealogy, you know David. If he came through David, he had to come from Abraham. Duh. But the Holy Ghost is not making a duh statement. We've got to see something deeper than what's natural. Are you following what I'm saying? In other words, let me just say, uh, my son, Jonathan, if I were to say Jonathan, the son of Jonathan, the son of Joseph, you say, duh. Joseph's my father. Like, it makes sense, because you're the son of jo Joseph. He would have to be the son of Joseph, too, if, if he's duh. But the Holy Ghost is not insulting our intelligence by saying this. He specifically says, the son of David, comma, the son of Abraham. Even if there is no punctuation, he's the son of David, the son of Abraham. We know David is the son of Abraham. But he's not trying to say just along that lineage. He's saying, I'm pointing out two people and I'm making a direct connection. In other words, okay, let me say, let's, let's, let's look at this. All right, in, in, verse, in verse 6, go to verse 6. It talks about uh, King David. He had a son named what? Solomon. Okay, now then Solomon, the ne next verse, verse 7, Solomon has a son uh, named uh, Rehoboam. So we can say Rehoboam, the son of David, the son of Solomon. We can say Solomon, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Right? Everybody from Solomon on is the son of David, the son of Abraham. But notice nobody else in the line does the Holy Ghost specify the son of David, the son of Abraham. Because that's naturally understood. But he points out Jesus Christ as being the son of David, the son of Abraham, because he's in the spirit, he's, he's, he's bypassing everybody between David and Jesus and linking Jesus Christ directly to David and then bypass everybody between David and Abraham and linking Jesus directly from himself to Abraham. We know that there's a linear connection. You understand that? We know there's a linear connection. But he's, he's making, a, a, he, he's, he's making a, another connection directly to. Uh, it's a bypass connection. So that you and I trace our heritage. Okay, let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. One, one, I, I wrote this down. Again, everybody here matches this description. But again, this is important because our identity, because you know I'm preaching about us, right? Our identity is not in uh, Aminadab. How many of y'all know about Jehoshaphat? He's a great character. Great story. 
But that's not who we identify with. Hezekiah. Oh, man, turn to the wall, man, and 15 more years. But that's not our, who we identify with. We identify with Jesus. And Jesus Christ identifies with David and Abraham. This is, this is so important. This is so important. See, we, we don't identify with Solomon because Solomon was the son of David, the son of Abraham. But Jesus comes along in Matthew and says, a greater, huh? A greater than Solomon. I mean, Solomon is the direct descendant of David. I mean, purest blood you can have. That's his direct daddy. I mean, that's his daddy daddy. But Jesus said a greater than Solomon is here. Huh? So if we identify with Jesus, then he just raised us up to greater than Solomon. So then as much as we are in awe of Solomon, wisest king ever live, wealthiest king ever be on this planet, wealthiest man ever on this planet. And yet he said, but a greater is here. A greater is here. I'm, I'm here. Jesus said in Matthew, he said, people came from all over the world to hear Solomon's wisdom. He said, and yet a greater than Solomon is here. Because he wants us to identify, the Holy Ghost wants us to identify, not with Solomon, but with Jesus, who's tied to David and tied to Abraham. Y'all getting this here? Yes, sir. He, God help us, Lord, tonight. Now, so if anybody be in Christ, what? He is. He's a new creature. Old things. That means your old natural heritage is passed away. Now, I understand you're black. I understand, you know, where we are. Where our roots are from. Come on now. Kunta Kente and all that kind of, I understand, I understand our roots. But I'm talking about us living from a higher heritage. Are y'all with me? So we have a greater heritage. And it's in Christ. If any man be in Christ, He's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And this is 2 Corinthians 5.16 media. 2 Corinthians 5.17 rather. 5.17. He says, if any man, anyone be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And all things are of God. All things are of God. So, <laughs> that's good. Because I'm, Sunday I'm going to preach another message. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So I don't know if, see, if, if you can't handle the son of Abraham and the son of Christ, son of, son of David, you're not going to be able to handle son of the son of God. The son of God, yeah, read Mark chapter 1, verse 1. Put Mark 1, 1 on the screen. <laughs> this is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God. The Bible gives him three identifications of sonship. 
son of David, son of Abraham, son of God. And if we be in Christ, we identify with David, Abraham, and God. Tell you, Dave, I don't know if you can handle it on Sunday. I don't know if you can. <laughs> Woo! See, now this is important, people, because listen, 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 listen. If we're going to move ahead with God, we got to get this. Because God is about to bring a hammer down. He's about to move. He's about to put the pedal to the metal. And we can't be slowing up trying to catch up with, well, I'm still still trying to figure out, am I saved? You, you, got to, you have to be done with that. Still trying to figure out if I got the Holy Ghost. You want to know this. Because he's about to take the brakes off. And this thing about to move. I'm telling you, this thing about to move real quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yes, sir. I mean, he's dealt with us on covetousness, dealt with us on strife, some tough stuff, dealt with us on all these issues and stuff. You, you, think, you think that's just, just because he wanted to bother us or because he's trying to get us ready for something? Something big. And I'll tell you, you ought, you ought to really, uh, if you allow this, be proud of yourselves, if, if you allow, if you understand what I'm saying, that you can sit here and take this kind of stuff. Because most folk, most folk couldn't sit up here and listen to this kind of message and, and you know, and... <laughs> keep coming back. Oh my God, I'm out of time. Um, y'all, media, roll with me, all right? You ready to run? Okay. Jesus Christ, verse 1, Matthew 1, 1, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Everybody say heritage. Heritage. So he's the son of Abraham. Now look at Isaiah 51, please. Isaiah 51, because here's what Jesus Christ has to do, had to do, had to do. You know, he had the book of Isaiah. He quoted from Isaiah, his first message, he quoted Isaiah. So at some point, he passed by this chapter right here. Isaiah 51, verse 1. Listen to me, you who follow the righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn and to the hole of the pit from which you were dug. So Jesus Christ has to see these words. He's going to say, well, look, I got to look from where, where I come from. What's my heritage? Well, it tells him, look to Abraham, your father. So now he's looking past Mary and Joseph. You know, Joseph wasn't his real daddy anyway. You know that, right? So he got to look past all that and watch what he finds out. And to Sarah who bore you, for I called him Abraham alone. And in other words, I called him out. And blessed him and increased him. So he saw in his heritage that when you're called, you're blessed. And when you're blessed, you increase. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your heritage. 
And this is what Pastor Kim was talking about a couple of Sundays ago when, he's, when she was talking about the Holy Ghost being our prosperity to God. And she talked about that price up front that's got to be paid. And most folks aren't willing to pay that, that upfront cost. Is that the upfront cost of being called alone? And too many times because we're so connected to our doggone family and we, we, we love all of our friends so much, we got to hang out with all of our ace boom coons. We can't let, we won't allow God to call us alone so he can deal with us and prune us and then, then change us so that we can go back and help the same folk that we're attached to. When God called Abraham, he said, come up from among your kindred, from all your kind, from all your family, all your father's house. Go to a nation I will show you. Go to a place I'm going to show you. Well, God, how am I going to do that? Don't worry about it. You're going to like it, Abraham, because I'm going to bless you and I'm going to increase you. This is your heritage, ladies and gentlemen. Glory to God. Now watch. Watch this. Go to Genesis. Go to Genesis. Man, I'm trying to deal with that like I really want to deal with it. Go to Genesis. Genesis 17. Glory to God. Glory to God. Look to Abraham, your father, for I called him alone and blessed him and increased him. This is my heritage, ladies and gentlemen. My heritage. Can you handle this? Yes. Genesis 17, verse 4. Yes. Ask, this is God talking to Abraham one-on-one when he's going alone. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a what? Father, father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, which means high father, but your name shall be called or shall be Abraham, which means father of many or father of many nations. So he got a name change. He says, for I have made you. That's past tense. For I have made you father of many nations. Now at this time, he doesn't have the seed that's supposed to come from his loins. But God already says, I have made you something. Whenever God calls you, he already has the end in mind. You got it? Now watch, watch this. Verse 6. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you and kings shall come from you. Now Jesus has to have seen this in the scriptures. That from Abraham comes kings. Well, we know that kings came. We know King David, King Solomon, King Asa, King Hezekiah, King Jehoshaphat. We know these kings came. King Rehoboam, these kings came. But then there were some people we talked about on Sunday who they were kings without thrones. They were kings in captivity. And the people of Christ, of God today are living, living like kings without thrones, kings in captivity. Why? We forgot about our heritage. So he says here, kings shall come from you. I got to keep going. Stay in verse 17, verse 15. Verse 15. Then God said to Abraham, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. Sarah means princess. Princess. Oh, wow. We're already doing something royal here. Verse 16. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. 
then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations, kings of peoples shall be from her. So here's a promise to Abraham and to Sarah that kings are going to come from y'all. Are y'all with me on this? It says here, verse 16, I will bless her and also give you a son by her. Everybody say a son by her. Now do y'all know that son's name? Isaac. Isaac himself was a prototype or a type of Jesus. Did you know that? Isaac was, was a son that came by miracle. Jesus was a son that came by miracle. A promised son that came by miracle, came by the help of the Holy Ghost. Am I right about that? Isaac grew up, glory to God, and the, the, an earlier, uh, remember Abraham had an, another son before named Ishmael. Ishmael tried to attack Isaac. The earlier sons of God, being the religious people, tried to attack Jesus. At a certain age, Abraham was told, take your son Isaac up on that mountain up there and I want you to kill him. Isaac carries the wood up that mountain. (laughs) Jesus carried the wood up the mountain. The only difference in that story was that Isaac did not die because there was a ram in the bush. Jesus did die because he was the ram in the bush. You understand? Isaac was a type of Jesus. After after Sarah passed, the Bible says that Abraham, or Abraham, his father, sent his servant to go find a bride for Isaac. You and I are the bride that was found for Jesus. Isaac type of Christ. Jesus, the son of Abraham. You see Isaac's life. You see Jesus Christ's life. The Bible says that Abraham, when he was on that mountain, when he went, he was going to kill Isaac, the Bible says he received him to life. He received him again to life. In other words, in, in Abraham's mind, uh, Isaac was, res- was raised from the dead. Jesus was raised from the dead. Are you seeing this here? So Jesus has this heritage. Okay, let me give you something, tell you something else about, about this. When Abraham died, they called all the brothers, Genesis 25, they called all the brothers 
Because, you know, by this time now, uh, Isaac is not the only brother. Isaac is now the firstborn among many brethren. Right? He's the promised son. Right? So now Isaac has more brothers that are in the family. And so what happens when Abraham dies, he calls all, all the brothers, all the sons in, and he gives them all an inheritance. But it says he gave everything he had to Isaac. God has gave everything he had to Jesus. But we're not side brothers. We're in Jesus. So every, we read that already, that everything he has, now we have. Are you seeing this here? Because we're in Jesus. This is our heritage that we're supposed to be enjoying. Man, man, man. Can I show you more of your heritage? Y'all got a few more minutes here? Media, help me out. Genesis 13. Amplified Bible, please. Verse 2. I got, I got to cut right, right to the quick here. Genesis 13, verse 2. I want you to see your heritage. Yes, yes. Jesus Christ is the son of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Now Abraham was extremely, extremely rich in and, and So this is your heritage here. Abraham, extremely rich. Got it? Y'all got it? So Abraham's extremely rich. Yes. Jesus, the son of Abraham. Was Jesus rich? Yes, yes he was. James 2, 23. So another part of your, your heritage. James 2, 23. And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for what? Righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. The friend of God. So Abraham was a friend of God. Do you see this? Do you see who you are? I'm trying to get you to see who you are. Say, I'm a friend of God. (laughs) Friends, 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 uh, they do things for each other. They, They look out for each other. Friends don't have to beg friends for anything. Friends, you know, the, you say, I need a favor. It, a favor? No, no problem. So Abraham was a friend of God. So you and I in Christ, we are friends of God. Go back to Genesis. Genesis 25, verse 7. I want you to see this here. I'm going to show you your, your heritage. Y'all better watch this. This is the sum of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived. One hundred and 75 years. That ain't 70. That ain't 80 by good strength. And that's past 120. Now y'all gotta, wait, wait a minute. But the Bible said 120. The Bible said 120 in Genesis 6. This is after Genesis 6. In Genesis 6, it said, Genesis 6, verse 3, the days of man will be 120 years old, 120 years. And here we are talking about, well, the Lord, give me reason, health and strength, I can make it 70, maybe 80, if you know, maybe no, no. And then we get all faith, faith-filled, I'm going for 120. 
That's good. That's good. 120 is good. But your heritage. Your heritage is 175. Okay. Can I keep going? Verse 8. Verse 8. Verse 8. Then Abraham breathed his last and died. Here's what the Bible calls 175. A good old age. The Bible calls 175 a good old age. Hey, that's a good age. An old man and full of years and was gathered to his people. In fact, 175 was, was so, so expected that when Jacob went down to Egypt in Pharaoh, met Pharaoh in Egypt, and Pharaoh asked him, hey, Jacob, hey, man, how old are you? Because uh, Pharaoh's kind of like, man, you, I mean, you look pretty good for you. How old are you? And Jacob says, he says something like, I'm, he's 130-something, whatever. And he said, he said, yeah, I'm, I haven't made it as old as my father's. He said, yeah, I haven't, I haven't lived. I, in other words, he was saying he wasn't going to live as long as his father's lived. He was disappointed. He said, my heritage is 175. Y'all will get this by next Thursday. He said, my heritage is 175. Glory to God. See, we ain't talking about the son of God yet. We're talking about the son of Abraham. I can't imagine being 175. I know me, though. It's hard for me to imagine that either because I, I ain't seen it. But just because I ain't seen it don't mean it ain't my heritage. Glory to God. You have a right to this long life. It's your heritage. Matter of fact, give me Luke 13, 16. Luke 13, 16. Luke 13, 16. Watch this. Jesus went, this woman had a, a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Watch what he says. So ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham? Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it for 18 years, be loose? So let me just summarize. So ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham be loose from this bond on the Sabbath? Free from any kind of oppression, free from any kind of infirmity? It was her heritage to be healed. It's part of her birthright to be healed. That's why we say healing is a children's bread. It belongs to the children of God. It belongs, really, really, it's the children of Abraham. When you read in scripture. Healing just belongs to you. You don't have to negotiate for healing. It's, it's yours. But see, if you don't see yourself as a part of Abraham's family, and you keep seeing yourself as part of the Johnson family, and part of the Smith family, part of the Williams family, then you don't know that you have a right to healing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call him by his name. I'm just, whatever name. Jones family, whatever. All right, Romans 4.13. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Romans 4.13. Oh, they already on it, they on it. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to a seed through the law. So there's a promise here to be the heir of the world. 
Y'all missed it. There's a promise to be the heir of the world. It says not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. So the promise is there, but it doesn't come through the law. So you have a promise that doesn't come through the law, it comes through the righteousness of faith, which speaks on this wise. Romans 10, 6, you read that on down. All right? For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and promise, the promise made of no effect. Verse 15, because the law brings about wrath, for where there is no law, there is no transgression. Keep going. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, being, being the natural Israelites, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of so, everybody who's of faith is an heir of the world. Y'all y'all know. You are an heir of the world. While, 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 we're, while we're begging you for an apartment, he's saying, you own the whole world. I need you to see past the apartment. You own the whole world. You are a joint heir of the whole world. Now, who is the heir of the world? Those who are of faith. So those people who are not of faith, they're, they're on property that doesn't belong to them. See, but we look at because of their skin color or because of their job, because of their education, they, they belong on that kind of stuff. That's what, that ain't what it said. That ain't what it said. That's not what it said. It said those who are of faith, the faith of Abraham. We're the ones who are part of this promise. Thank you, Lord. I trust the Holy Ghost is getting this in your spirit. Galatians 3. This is the last place, I guess. Galatians 3. Let's start at verse 13. Let's do that, verse 13. Christ the son of Abraham, has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ. The blessing of who? So he came and did all this so that the blessing of Abraham could come upon us. The blessing of Abraham, ladies and gentlemen, is not spiritual. The blessing of Abraham is not spiritual. It's material. Y'all don't believe me. Okay. <clears throat> Give me Genesis <clears throat> 28. And let's try verse 4. Genesis 28 verse. There it is. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He knew right exactly what it was. This is, this is, this is Isaac giving this to Jacob. And give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you that you may, here's what the blessing does, inherit the land in which you're a stranger. The blessing of Abraham is for you to inherit this earth. To inherit and possess this whole land. That's the blessing of Abraham. Now Galatians 3.14 comes along and tells me that Jesus Christ went through all this, went, became a curse so that you and I might receive 
blessing of Abraham. Now, I just showed you what the blessing of Abraham was. Don't get all sedated and religious and make it spiritual. Abraham wasn't born again. It wasn't a spiritual blessing. He believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteous, righteousness. You and I have been made. I mean, we got, we got above that. Did y'all catch that? We got above that. So here we are now, and this blessing comes upon us. Verse 15, let me keep going. Verse 15, brethren, I speak in the manner of men, though it is only a man's covenant. Yet if it is confirmed, no one knows or asks to it. Keep going, please. Now to Abraham and his seed, capital S, were the promises made. He does not say and to seeds, plural, as of many, but as of one and to your seed, who is Christ. So in other words, his promise wasn't to uh, his seeds, Isaac, Jacob, Benadab, all his, you know, it's to his seed, Christ. <laughs> all right? And this I say, we, we just, did we read that? Verse 17, this I say was that the law which was 430 years later cannot annul the covenant was made, uh, confirmed before by God in Christ that it should t- make, make the promise of no effect. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer a promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Got it? Go to verse 26, please. 26. For you are all. Deal with that Sunday. Y'all got to be able to handle this, ladies and gentlemen. You are all through faith in Christ Jesus. Why? Because he's the son of God. Verse 27. For as many of you as are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. 28. There is neither black nor white nor Jew nor Greek nor Indian come on now neither slave nor free neither male nor female. In other words, everything is available to everybody. In Christ, there's no glass ceiling for women. No glass ceiling for minorities. There's none. For you are all one in Christ Jesus, verse 29, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. And and Heirs according to the promise. What promise? He'd be the heir of the whole world. All the material stuff. So, so if I say fifty thousand above your salary, understand that's just that's just to, to wet your wet your appetite. That's just to that's just to get you stirred up a little bit. That's just because that ain't nothing compared to what he's talking about for us. Why not? You do not think that is too much?
Colossians 1, verse 12. I want to show you something here. One, last scripture. My last scripture, I promise you. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So we're qualified to partake of the inheritance. Now, what does partake mean? Take part. Take part. It means take your part. You can take your part. Now, you don't, most Christians are trying to die to go into their inheritance. That's not how an inheritance works. An inheritance works this way. Someone else dies. He died, didn't he die? From the sixth to the ninth hour, he died. So the moment he died, and, and then we came into him, we, we can now take part in our inheritance. You got it? I looked this up. This is, this is just an interesting fact. Take it and run with it. The Florida Department of Financial Services, I don't know if you ever heard of them, said that one in five Floridians has unclaimed funds that they've forgotten about. There's a website called Florida Treasure Hunt. Y'all ever heard of that? If you, you, you run your name, you already checked. But y'all know about it. Why you checking? Huh? Why you checking? Because you're trying to find something that belongs to you. That either you forgot or didn't know about. I want us, God needs us to become just as diligent in the spirit to get in this word and go through a spiritual treasure hunt and find out everything that we forgot, that we've forgotten about. That's why the Bible says, bless the Lord on my soul and forget not. Why? Because people forget. So stuff we've forgotten about, let's go back in there and get it. Things we didn't know about, let's discover it and then lay claim to our inheritance, partake of it. Jesus Christ, the son of Abraham, tied directly to Abraham, we're in Christ, which means we're sons of Abraham. He's the father of us all. So that defines our natural heritage. Not what your mom and daddy did and not your natural parents and your grandparents and your great-grands and all this. That, that's not it. Thank God that's not it. It's whatever he left us. That's what belongs to us. And it's ours to take part in now. Y'all receive that? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Sunday, if you can handle it, we'll hit Mark 1-1. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. <laughs> That's a whopper right there. These just been whopper juniors. But the Son of God, that's a whopper. Amen? Amen. Lord, tonight, I believe I've delivered to your people what you've given me to speak. And I ask that you would help us by the Holy Ghost to digest 
spiritual digest, everything that you've given to us. It's, it's much more than we can wrap our minds around. And so we don't go through our minds. We let our spirits receive. We do what your word says, Lord. By faith, we understand. So by faith, we receive everything you've spoken. By faith, we receive everything that you've delivered to us. By faith, we ask that you would help us to be able to break down all that we've heard, all that we've received, and be able to apply it in our lives. God, give us the wisdom on how to uh, obtain, how to obtain. Your word says, Father, we should uh, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold of eternal life. It's already ours, but we have to lay hold of it. So show us, teach us how to lay hold of the promises that are ours. We don't want to live beneath our privilege. We don't want to live beneath our real heritage. And so help us to come up in our thinking, <clears throat> in our mindset, in our expectation, oh God, and fulfill your plan and your purpose in our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That we'll be just like Abraham, not just blessed, but like Abraham, we will be a blessing. Thank you that we can do that. <laughs> you said through him, all families of the earth will be blessed. Thank you that God, that came through Jesus Christ and will continue to happen through us, that through us, all families of the earth will be blessed. We thank you for that privilege of being used by you in your kingdom. We give you all the praise and glory and honor for it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, get on your feet and give God a grand of praise tonight if you receive that word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo-wee. Hee-hee-hee. Thank you, Lord. I don't know what else to say, but just take it, work with it, meditate on it. Lay back and dream and let God show you some things. Back when I was in middle school, we used to do this, we were in this gifted program, I guess is what it's called back then, I don't know, ELP or whatever it was. And we used to do this exercise, I think it's probably spooky, called guided imagery. You remember that? It was some kind of humanist stuff. Guided imagery. They make us close our eyes and they play this soft music and take you, they take you somewhere on a trip. Yeah, we were, that's what we were doing. We were meditating. That's what they had us doing. Don't do that. But you can get into the word of God and let him guide, show you some things. It might freak you out at first. <laughs> but you can handle it eventually. Just, Lord, I receive. How hard was it for Mary to, to, to grasp what the angel was telling her? Hey, uh, girl, little virgin girl, you have a baby. Talking about Gabriel. 
You understand how big that was? To us, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, to, to a girl to hear that? Gabe, you know how this works, right? So it might be big. It might be outlandish, but just take it. And the Holy Ghost will show you how it works. Amen? All right. Uh, Sunday morning, be back here, 1030. 10 o'clock for our uh, pre-service prayer. Then 10.30 for our morning worship. It'll be the last Sunday of the year. So let's make it count. Let's go out with a bang this year. Amen? And uh, steamroll right, in, right into 2019. It's going to be a great year of abundant manifestation. So come in here and be ready to receive all God has for us. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you again tonight for this time we've been in this house and in your presence. I pray that the word that we've heard would really change our hearts and our lives. And I pray that your people would go out from this place uh, fully blessed that we'll remember the, even the prophetic word spoken over us for this coming year. We believe you, Lord, that you'll increase us more and more, that God, we will truly be like Abraham, not just blessed, but that we'll be a blessing. So thank you, Father, that we will be uh, a light in this dark world and minister to people wherever, wherever we go. I pray that as we go to our homes, we find everything in order, nothing amiss, nobody out, out of place, nothing out of place, God. Thank you for your angels that keep us every day. I pray that God, you bring us back this weekend without the loss of one, and we'll continue to give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor for these things we do. Pray in Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. 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 God bless. We love you. Have a great night. We'll see you.